0: take our Bibles and turn to the book of John chapter number 11. The book of John chapter number 11. We can hang out here a while, can't we? Amen. John chapter number 11. We're not having service tonight, so it'll be fine, won't it? Amen. It'll be just fine. John chapter number 11. We're going to begin reading here in just a moment in verse number 20. John chapter number 11 And verse number 20. While you're turning there, I'd like to pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for this morning. Lord, as it's been mentioned over and over again, Lord, we... Even now, Lord, I'm praying to the risen Savior. Lord, you are the one who rose from the dead. You listen even now to me. Lord, you are my intercessor. You ever liveth to make intercession for the saints. Lord, you are our high priest. You are high priest because of your high office... And you are a high priest because you are high and lifted up. Lord, as Isaiah said, there is none like thee. There is none like thee, O Lord. Lord, we worship you. We praise you. We thank you, Lord, that you live and you live forevermore. But Lord, we're glad that you just didn't arise, Lord, just for you to live. You arose from the dead so many more could live after you. You are the first fruits, Paul said, of those that sleep. Lord, we pray that many more will follow You, that many more can follow You and experience life everlasting, but not only eternal life forever and ever, but a life worth living, and a life that is changed, and a life that is saved, and a life that is forgiven, and a life that's filled with purpose, a life with meaning, a life without guilt, a life without shame, a life, Christ, in You. Lord, I pray that could be everyone's testimony when they leave here this morning, that you are life to them, and you are life eternal. We love you, worship you, and thank you. Your will be done, Jesus, today in this place. In your name, Christ, we pray. Amen. Verse number 20. Now, I know that this is the the, uh, actual resurrection account of Jesus coming from the tomb that Sunday morning, but this is what... The Lord laid on my heart this morning. And uh, I think I should follow a risen Savior, don't you? (laughs) But this absolutely deals deals with the subject and handles it appropriately. So John chapter number 11, verse number 20. If you're familiar with the chapter, this is Jesus, the account of Him raising Lazarus from the dead. So verse 20, Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him, but Mary sat still in the house. Many of you are familiar with what's happening here. Jesus, on purpose, let Lazarus die, on purpose. You could look at verses 14 and 15. Jesus said that Lazarus is dead. He said, I'm glad (laughs) for your sakes. I'm glad he's dead. Jesus is doing it on purpose to the intent that ye or we might believe, and that's why Jesus let Lazarus die. So he could do something about it. And we know he rose him from the dead. So, verse number 21 Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hadst been here, my brother had not died. But I know that even now, whatsoever thou wilt ask of God, God will give it thee. And Jesus said unto her, Thy brother shall rise again. And Martha said unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. And Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection. Isn't that an awesome statement? It's me. What is he saying? Resurrection isn't a future event so much. It's a person. Jesus is the embodiment of all life. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth Believeth in me, shall never die, believest thou this? She saith unto him, Yea, Lord, I believe thou art the Christ, the Son of God, which should come into the world. Now, some might ask, do you really believe that Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead? Now remember, the Bible teaches he'd been dead four days already, and and he stinketh. He stinks. So do you believe that Jesus called a stinking corpse out of the tomb that day? Well, I guess the greater question would be this. Do I believe that Jesus arose from the dead? Because if Jesus arose from the dead, then this is nothing. So the question is always that for me. I think it was March 22nd. I refer you back to that sermon, not so you can listen to me preach, but so you can listen to the truth. Of why I believe that Jesus Christ arose from the dead with many infallible proofs. The reason I'm a Christian is because Jesus arose from the dead. I believe Christ arose from the dead not only because of Easter morning. That's not why I believe, but I believe Jesus arose from the dead because He was seen of five hundred brethren at one time. I believe Jesus arose from the dead because He was seen of the twelve, and they changed lives. And what, what, was the, what was the reason for them making it up, some would suppose, if that would be the case, but what did they gain out of the deal? Was there some incentive for them to lie? And what their story got them was death, persecution, sorrow, poverty, and shame. So they wasn't lying. Their changed lives brings great credible testimony that what they were claiming to be true, that they really believed it. It would be different if they got famous, popular, and rich. But they got crucified upside down, boiled in a pot, in a, in a pot of water. Some, some were stabbed with a spear, so on, etc. I believe Jesus arose from the dead because Paul, the great persecutor, while he was yet breathing out threatenings and slaughters against the church, Jesus met him on the road to Damascus. I believe Jesus Christ arose from the dead, not only because of historical evidence, and also, I told you before, external, non-biblical sources that cite Christ as a historical figure and the changed lives of the Christians who followed Him after they claimed to see Him alive, after He was dead. But I believe that Jesus Christ arose from the dead, not only for those reasons, but I believe from personal experience that Jesus Christ arose from the dead Jesus changes people's lives, amen? He lives, and he lives, and he saves, and he changes people's lives. So do I believe that Jesus arose Lazarus from the dead? I believe, I believe Jesus arose Lazarus from the dead just like I believe he arose me from the dead. So the point of it is, it's not so much did Jesus raise Lazarus from the dead, which he did, even historically, it's pretty credible. I mean, even in John chapter number twelve, verse number one, Lazarus, which had been dead, they were eating supper with him. And John is name dropping people. This epistle, this gospel record, was written in the first century. He's dropping addresses. They lived in Bethany. It's Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. If you don't believe it, go go visit Bethany in the first century, and you can talk to these people and say, "Yeah, Lazarus came out of the tomb." He was wrapped in grave clothes. I saw it. Go talk to some people. So not only do I believe it for those reasons, but I believe it mainly because I believe Jesus arose from the dead himself. And we could go on about that, and maybe I should, but do you believe there's a flood? Yes, Jesus mentioned the flood. And should I believe that? Yes, Jesus arose from the dead. Do I believe that God created the heavens and the earth? Yes. Why? Because Jesus arose from the dead, and Jesus taught that God created the heavens and the earth. I told you once before, I have a default setting in my life. Anyone who raises from the dead, I believe everything they say from that point on. If they say they're going to die and raise from the dead, and then they do it, that's it for me, amen. I just follow him. I believe I believe what he says. Let's look, though, at verse number 23 and 24. So Jesus said unto her, Thy brother shall rise again. And Martha said unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. So it's obvious here, in verse 24, that, that Martha, she's believing more in a general resurrection. She's, she's believing in a future resurrection, which she's right. But she's saying, yes, I believe that. I believe down the road there's going to be a resurrection. But she, what she's suggesting is that she don't believe that that event can help her in the present. That it can't help her today. You ever felt that way? Like, boy, I sure do want Jesus to come back, but, but that doesn't help me today. But you fail to realize that He'll never leave you nor forsake you, and He'll go with you all the way. And just because you're facing an issue today don't mean Jesus isn't alive in your life today. He ever liveth for you, amen? amen. And so Martha's saying, yeah, I believe in a resurrection. I believe that later on down the road, there's going to be a resurrection But a future resurrection doesn't help her in that moment. And Jesus, in verse number 25, he says, Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection. So Jesus is saying the resurrection isn't just a future event. He's saying it's me. I'm the resurrection. Yeah, Martha, you're right. There's going to be something awesome down the road, but I am the resurrection. Resurrection power is in me. Resurrection power is in Christ. It's not just an event, it's a person. Jesus is the resurrection. Jesus is the life. It's not something that's going to happen down the road. What Jesus is saying in verse 25 is, Martha, you can experience resurrection power in your life right now. You can experience the power of the resurrection today, Martha. Yeah, it's going to be awesome later on, but Martha, I'm the resurrection. That's what he's saying. You can experience the power of the resurrection in your life right now, Martha. it don't have to be later on. Some people think, well, I don't really want to become a Christian because that don't help me now. What you fail to realize is that Jesus is the resurrection. It's not something that's going to be great later on. Jesus can not only solve your eternal problem but Jesus Christ can solve your issue today. He has the power later on, and He has power to exercise the resurrection power in your life today, right now. He is the resurrection. It's not something that's going to happen so much later on. It will, because He's in our future, but He is resurrection power. It's Him. So Martha's saying, yeah, I know, Jesus, it's going to be great later on, but Jesus is saying, verse 25 and 26, that that you can experience the power of the resurrection, Martha, in your life today. And if you'll just follow me, I'll prove it to you. And so he asks, where the tomb is? Where's the tomb? And they come to the tomb of Lazarus. In verse number 43... The Bible says, and when he had thus had spoken, he prayed, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth, he said. Now there's an old saying that us preachers always say here, and it's this. That if Jesus hadn't specifically spoken Lazarus' name, then the whole cemetery would have emptied out that day. And if you don't think he has the power to do it, I refer you to the, what is it, John chapter number 5? Verily, verily, I say unto you whosoever hear, that, that one of these days that the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of Man and they will come forth from the grave. Amen. One of these days there is going to be a future resurrection. Do you believe that? Yeah. Because I believe Jesus was dead and He arose from the dead. So I believe that. I really believe that. Lazarus, come forth, He said. Verse 44. So he said his name in verse 44, and he that was dead, make note of that. He that was dead. So Martha said, He's gonna, I know there's going to be a good day one day. And the same day, Jesus is proving, I am the resurrection. You can experience resurrection power in your life today, Martha. Verse 44, and he that was dead came forth. And is that not the testimony of every Christian in this building today? And he that was dead came forth. Ephesians chapter number 2, verse 1. Know ye not that ye were dead in trespasses and sins? And he or she that was dead came forth. And so if we could pause for a moment and I could present to you the gospel if you don't know Jesus. Jesus today lives and He offers you eternal life. He offers you eternal life and He offers you a changed life and He offers you life today. Not later on, right now. So I know, I know Martha said, Jesus, it's going to be great one day. And Jesus said, I am the resurrection. I am the resurrection. I am the life. And to prove it to you, take me to your brother's grave. Now he did this not to raise his brother from the dead, but remember verse 15, I'm glad for your sakes I was not there to the intent that you may believe. So it's an object lesson. He's going to let Lazarus die and Christianity makes sense of your suffering because he allows things to take place for his glory. And as a Christian, you want to suffer for his name's sake that he might even be glorified because if my life is hard as a Christian because my children can get saved through the testimony of Christ, in my life, I say, so be it. Fine. We sing about it. I'd rather have Jesus in silver or gold. I'd rather have Jesus in riches untold. I'd rather have Jesus in worldwide fame. I'd rather have Jesus than anything, wouldn't you? Just give me Jesus. Why? Because He is the resurrection. And He that was dead came forth bound handed foot with grave clothes, and his face was bound about with a napkin. And Jesus saith unto them, Loose him, and let him go. I bet you Lazarus was happy, wouldn't you? I'm, I, I do like Easter because generally we're more happy than any other day. But some of these days, would you agree with me, Westside, that some of these days, I think, was it that Brother Bunny used to say, looks like you're sucking on a lemon head, The whole point of gathering together on Sunday as, as the early saints did was that it was a general celebration constantly, weekly, every Sunday that Jesus Christ arose from the dead. And Jesus arose from the dead next Sunday and he's alive the Sunday after that and he was alive the Sunday before that. He is the resurrection, amen? He is. I bet Lazarus was happy. I think Bashe sings a song, I'm Satisfied. I'm satisfied, amen, with Jesus. And Peter the Apostle penned it right in the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, and he says, they that believe, to him, to him, to them, he is precious, amen, and he is. Martha, you can experience resurrection power today, and that is true for you and I. We can experience resurrection power in our lives today. It's not something that may happen later on to some. It's not something that is going to happen to all. But it's something that you can experience in your life right now today. Today, you can experience resurrection power in your life. You sure can. I mean, that same Spirit that raised Jesus Christ up from the dead, it can also quicken your mortal bodies. Jesus is a lifesaver, a soul winner, and a life changer. You today can experience resurrection power, not later on, today. Because He is the embodiment. He is the resurrection. Look at verse 25. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. Now notice he changes the subject. Verse 25, he says, he that believeth in me. Now he could have said her, he could have said you, but he said he. So now he's speaking to another group of people. He's saying unto her, not only can it be for you, Martha, but for anyone else. Anyone else, Martha, can experience the resurrection power in their life. By what? By faith. He that believeth in me, he that believeth in me, though he were dead, can come forth. He that believeth in me shall live. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. In verse number 25. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Jesus said, Believest thou this? So if we took the opposite of that, we could learn this from the text. We could learn that whoever doesn't believe in him is dead. They are spiritually dead today. They are dead right now. They are already condemned. They are already doomed to perish. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish. Those who do not believe in Him are going to perish. They are already condemned. Jesus came not to condemn the world. The world's already condemned. He came that you might have life, and that you might have life everlasting. He came to give His life a ransom for many. He came to give His life for you, and whosoever believeth in Him should not perish. Jesus said, He that believeth in Me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. So Jesus then has the power, according to verse 25, And the example of the resurrection of Lazarus from the tomb. Jesus has the power, then listen carefully, to resurrect people who are alive physically but who are dead spiritually. Jesus is the resurrection. Jesus has the power to resurrect dead, unbelieving sinners to a spiritual, powerful life in Him today. He has the power, He is the resurrection to transform people's lives, to save sinners from their sins, to deliver people from the shame and sorrow of the sins of their souls. He has the power to do that today. Remember Mary Magdalene? She had seven devils. Amen? Remember Paul the Apostle? He was a church persecutor. Remember Matthew? He was a lying, cheating tax collector. You remember that? Do you remember 1 Corinthians chapter number six, verse number nine? Know ye not that they who are unrighteous shall not enter into the kingdom of God, but verse number 11, "But were some of you, your life's been changed." Amen? Jesus Christ has the power. He has the power because he is the resurrection. To resurrect people who are alive physically, but they are dead spiritually. Jesus is the resurrection and the life. Amen? So what does this Easter morning do? It offers all of us, listen, all of us hope. It offers all of us life. It offers every single one of you everlasting life and forgiveness of sins. Jesus is offering a brand new life in Him. He is the resurrection that means He has the power to resurrect people unto an eternal life. And He is the life. He has the power to change your current life. He has that kind of power. Amen? And let me quote it again. You still with me? 2 Corinthians chapter number 5, verse number 17. Behold, if anyone be in Christ. Are you in Christ? If anybody wants to be in Christ, behold, they can be a new creature. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. Amen? He who was dead came forth. Is there anyone here that could share in that testimony and say, Brother Josh, I was dead, but Jesus is the resurrection and the life. And He called my name, didn't He? He might not have said Lazarus, But when he said Josh, I knew who he was talking to. Amen? When he said Joshua Adam Green, it seemed like to me, to my ears, the whole world could have heard it. But the whole world didn't hear it, Nelda. I heard it. And when he called my name, I came forth. Amen? Loose him and let him go. And this same Jesus who died and was buried and arose again the third day, this same Jesus offers you the same thing today. He is the resurrection and the life. Amen? Let's, let me read you a few more. Over in the, book of the, in the book of 1 Thessalonians, chapter number 1, verse number 9. Remember, Jesus has the power to resurrect people who are alive physically, but they're dead spiritually, and they're in desperate need to experience resurrection power. Now let me say, I'm not saying your life's going to magically be perfect. But within your new life in Christ, you'll have in Jesus, listen carefully, all the necessary power for your life to be changed day by day. And Christ will be loosing you from your grave clothes. And I'm not suggesting, nor is the New Testament, that the moment you come to Jesus Christ, that you're going to be the best saint that ever lived. He that is without sin, let him cast the first stone. Amen? And if anyone say he has no sin, John said the truth is not in him, and he is a liar. But what the New Testament does teach is that Jesus, when He enters in the believing heart, He begins to make His home there. And He begins to do what? He changes that person's life, don't He? And can't you say that? He's still working on me to make me what I ought to be. And I can say my personal testimony, can't you as a believer, He saved me. And He is saving me. And He will save me. Amen? I can say, can't you as a believer, that since Jesus came into my heart, He's delivered me from that. And five years later, He worked on me about that. And then in this seventh year, He was working on five things at the same time. And then He convicted me of this. And I want it to happen, don't you, as a believer? Yes, take off all my grave clothes. Clothe me in the righteousness that is in Christ Jesus. I hate sin, don't you? I despise it in my life. It's like the most treacherous thing that's ever happened to me. It is my greatest enemy. Who is it? It's me. It's me. And I need a Savior. I need Him. I need Him, don't you? Oh, I need Him every hour, don't you? Every hour I need Thee. Oh, Lord, I need Thee. But I'm glad I have Him. And He's making an eternal difference. Amen? And He'll complete the good work He's began. And one of these days, I'll be standing in His face and I'm going to see Him, the One who saved me by His grace. And I'll say amen. You've done a good work. Amen. If he can save someone like me, I know he can save someone like you. Amen. Hebrews chapter 7 verse number 25. Now unto him that is able to save them to the uttermost. To them that come unto God by him. Amen. I am the resurrection, Jesus said. He has the power to change lives. How in the world can anybody say, I met a risen Savior? I believed on Him, and it's just like it was before. I don't think you've seen Him. I don't think you've met Him. Because I'm like Mephibosheth, I didn't get here on my own. Somebody brought me here. Now I'm sitting at the king's table because I was lame in both my feet. I was in Lodabar. Picking up what I'm pitching. <laughs> I was unable. But Jesus saves. Jesus saves. Jonah, from the belly of hell, cried I, he said, Salvation's of the Lord. Let us not boast or brag in anything. And God forbid we should glory in anything. Like the Apostle Paul said, I'll glory in the cross of Christ. That's it. This is what Jesus has done. 1 Thessalonians chapter number 1, verses 9 and 10, For they themselves show of us what manner of entering and end we had unto you, and how ye turn to God from idols to serve a dead God. No, to serve the living and the true God. What I'm suggesting is there's a pre-Jesus and a post-Jesus. There's your life before you met and believed on a resurrected Jesus, And there's your life after you met a resurrected Jesus. What 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 are we getting at here? He has the power to give resurrection power in this life right now, today. Don't he, Bryson? Just all of a sudden, right? He's going one way, and then he met a Lord who died for him on Calvary. And he trusted in a risen Savior. And can't Bryson's wife Sherry testify that since that Sunday morning that he came home, she's been married to a new man. That old things passed away and all things have become new. Correct? This is, this is it. That's the sermon. Resurrection power today. today. Why? Because he lives. Now if he was in the tomb, I wouldn't be doing this our faith would be vain and our preaching would be vain and we'd still be in our sins. Might as well eat, drink, have a good time. This is all we got. But like Paul the Apostle said on Mars Hill, since he did arise from the dead, God has now commanded all men everywhere to repent. Because he lives. And since he lives, we're accountable to him. Believe on him and live. Amen. Amen? About through, Titus said before, after. For we ourselves also were sometimes foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving others, lust, pleasures, living in malice, envy, hateful, hating one another. You get the point, right? But after what? After what? The kindness and love of God, our Savior, toward man appeared. What's the New Testament constantly saying? That Jesus Christ saves sinners and the evidence of this justification by faith is the sanctification through the power of the Holy Spirit because if that same Spirit in Romans 8 rose Jesus Christ from the dead and dwelleth in you, how will it not also resurrect you? It's impossible that it wouldn't. You see it? It's impossible that it wouldn't. That's why I can say with such confidence: If you repent and believe the gospel, that same Spirit that rose Christ from the dead will dwell in you. Amen. So it's not like, well, I've seen it happen for some and not for others. No, I can. Can't you? I can. I can uh, judge their fruit, and I can say, well, I don't really have assurance they know the same Jesus I know, because the same the Jesus that I know, April. I can't get away from him. I wake up and he's there, Ben. Today I was dealing with something this morning, and he was reminded me, "Hey, you better act like me in this. You better act like me because you are not your own. I bought you with a price, Josh. You, I shed my blood for you, and you're living through the power and in endless life, Josh. You better not act like the old Josh. You better act like me because I'm in mean you, the hope of glory." And don't make me look bad. Because you say you know me. You still with me? The same power. So what's Jesus telling Martha? I know that's going to be later on, but Martha, I'm, come here, I want to show you. I want to show you Lazarus over here. I want to show you Lazarus. He who was dead came forth. I want to show you Lazarus right here. This is... I don't think he'll care. He shared it with us many times. He used to be a slave to alcohol and sin. But he who was dead came forth. See? See Lazarus? It's awesome, ain't it? Let me quote it again. Some people say, oh, that don't work. It's not that Christianity doesn't work. It's that it's rarely applied. People want to come to Jesus carrying all their own life. you can't be that way if you seek to gain the whole world you'll lose your only soul the the road is narrow and the gate is small I mean you squeak through with yourself you can't take none of the old junk with you and why would you want to anyway is it not killing you leave it behind so Jesus says hey you come to me you come to me and you leave all that behind I'm going to give you a new life See how simple it is? You just come to me and I'll give you a brand new life. I wanted to say so much more, but I feel like the Holy Spirit's saying it's time to get to the end. Look back at our text. John eleven twenty five. 25. He that believeth in me, believeth in me. That's an awesome way to have this resurrection power. You, you can't do anything to get it. It's just faith. That's it. You don't have to be anybody. You don't have to have any money. Even if you did, you couldn't buy it. Your money's dead. Hasn't inflation taught you that yet? It's dying. It's useless. There's no U-Hauls behind the hearse. All of us are buried the same depth. Oh, maybe you're a little bit higher in. You'll be in a mausoleum. Oh, they won't visit you either there. It doesn't matter but you also will go to corruption in the grave. Anybody, anybody that believes, anybody that believes, there's no work in this. There's no getting right first. You say, well, shouldn't we repent? Yeah, return from yourself. Turn doesn't mean perfection. I've never seen perfect repentance on this side of heaven yet, but what it does mean is this. The things you used to love, you hate them now. That's repentance. Amen. You might struggle with them, but boy, I sure do hate them. Don't you, Christian? Amen. I hate them. I hate them. I was like David, prayed, hey, Lord, I hate them with a the perfect hatred. I despise my sin. You know, we, I got enough trouble judging me. I, got, I can't jump on Ben's case, because Ben's struggling too, ain't he? Like me, amen? amen. He that believeth, that's it. Believeth. Though he were dead, yet shall he live. It's just saying yes to Jesus. Now I know this to be true. This is not of any human ability. But what I do know is this, that when the Holy Spirit is mixed with the Word of God, it produces converts. And Paul was going to the riverbank and he met a woman by the name of Lydia. And the New Testament records, Luke the historian says, whose heart the Lord opened... And maybe this morning, right now, that God is opening your heart and you come here with a lot of baggage. Hey, I don't know who hasn't. I don't know who hasn't come here with struggles. You come here with a lot of grief, just like the ladies on the way to the tomb. A lot of grief. But I'm telling you, a resurrected Jesus can change a lot. A resurrected Jesus can turn sorrow into hope. A resurrected Jesus, those disciples, they didn't have any direction. A resurrected Christ, all of a sudden, you'll know what to do now. You'll know what to do. Life, he's offering you life. Forgiveness of sins. It doesn't matter if, how, it doesn't matter if you hotboxed that joint last night. It don't matter. Jesus says, you come coming to me, all oh, you that labor and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Amen. Amen. Why in the world would he be a savior offering himself as such if you had to save yourself first? What, that don't even make sense, does it? He came to give his life for you because you don't have one. And He came to receive the punishment that you deserve because the wages of sin is death. Yes, God is love, but God is also holy. And He will by no means acquit the guilty, the Bible says. But for God so loved the world, He offered His Son, that God can be good, just right, And forgiving your sin in Jesus, and also receiving you to salvation. Because not only is His love expressed in receiving you, but the payment your sin deserves currently has been paid for in the cross of Jesus Christ. See, it's perfect. It's the gospel. It's good news. Maybe today you came here with your life falling apart. Jesus offers good news. Maybe you came here this morning because... Because it's maybe, Lord, and that's great, it's Easter. Yes, celebrate the risen Savior. But maybe today God spoke to you in a way that He's never spoken to you. Maybe God through the Holy Spirit revealed to you that you don't know Him. Well, He offers Himself to you today. Believe on Him. And though, yea, you were dead, yet shall you live. Maybe you're a Christian and you've what we call backslidden. Listen, I'm suggesting, I'm, t- I'm, I'm proclaiming to you too. Don't waste your life. Jesus saved you from that. Don't waste your life anymore. He lives, amen? He lives. If I could help you in any way, I would love to help you. If I could talk with you as we get a song prepared. If I could show you in the Bible. It's just faith. It's just receiving Christ, the Savior. But listen, don't come to Jesus, though, unless you're willing to repent. It's not the end of struggle, but you've got to be willing to repent. Jesus died for sin. Don't be carrying it around to Him, in front of Him, like you can have it and have Him too. Jesus died for your sins. So don't bring your sins to Jesus like you're going to keep them. Bring your sins to Jesus and say, here, take them on the cross and kill them. I don't want them after this conversation. I don't want them anymore. I want you, Jesus. I want you. What song am I going to sing, Bryson? Page 44. While we stand to our feet, if there's any who God is dealing with, maybe the Lord is saying, that's you. That's you. Listen, this is the part I don't know what to do anymore. I don't know what to do. I've already preached my sermon. I don't know what to do. Okay? Say, what are you going to do now? I don't know. I don't know, but I just know this. If Jesus Christ calls out your name, why don't you come forth? Why don't you come out of the tomb and live and trust in Him? If I can help you, I'd love to help you today as we sing together.